Welcome to season two of Sorting Pen, the California Cattlemen's podcast. Every day, the California Cattlemen's Association is sorting through the issues impacting California's ranching families and producers. To communicate those issues, discuss solutions, and keep ranchers current on the hot topics, CCA leadership developed this podcast. Well, thanks for listening to Sorting Pen, the California Cattlemen podcast. If you're wondering now what, since the midterm election is over, with the exception of a few races and another runoff in Georgia, this episode isn't going to answer that question. But go ahead and check out our last episode with Ethan Lane, who is the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Vice President of Government Affairs. Ethan talked with me about what NCBA was watching in this election, expectations of how it could offer some relief for us, and what the results could mean for the outcome of the 2023 Farm Bill. So go ahead and check that out. In today's episode, we're going to turn our attention to another highlight of November. This one comes every year, though, and that is Veterans Day. So joining me to talk about honoring veterans and how you can be a part of giving back to them are Kevin and June Kester. Great to have both of you on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, Katie. Yeah, definitely. I am very excited to talk with you both. For those of you who don't know the Kesters, they ranch in Parkfield, California, a little less than an hour outside of Paso Robles, California. Uh, Kevin is a past CCA president and past National Cattlemen's Beef Association president. And June's equally as involved and engaged in the industry. She's the president of the California Cattlewoman Heritage Foundation, among many other roles. So to get started, maybe let's hear from you, June. Uh, You can fill us in on anything I missed in the background, an intro of you two. And then let's hear a little bit about how you and your family first got started working with veterans. Well, thank you again for this honor to be able to talk about veterans. A little bit about me, very proud to live on a, a beautiful ranch here in Parkfield. We're cow-calf producers and run stalkers. Yes, my husband is very involved in the cattle industry, and I like to say I am too. Very proud to have three children and six grandchildren, seventh generation on our ranch. How I got involved with uh, veterans was when our youngest went off to Oklahoma State to go to college, and Kevin was off doing his National Cattleman time, and I realized that I kind of had some open time and an open spot. Fortunately, another uh, group that I work with called Mighty Oaks Warrior Program, we work with first responders in the military, fell into my lap, and then right after that, Honor Flight was presented to me. I went as a guardian. I've been hooked ever since. Such a great story. We'll get into talking about Mighty Oak and Honor Flight, but I wanted to hear a little bit first. I know at Bear Valley Ranch, um, your guys' ranch, you do a lot, even out there with veterans, um, bringing them out there on the land and giving the opportunity to see what your family does. Let's hear a little bit about that. Yeah, because of June's efforts and and the organizations of Honor Flight and the Mighty Oaks that we've had several sets of veterans out at the ranch, and typically they are... uh, senior citizens who are from a assisted living facility. And so they come out on the ranch and uh, they get a real kick of just getting outdoors and seeing our cattle and put a grandkid on a horse and they ride around in front of the veterans and, and just seeing how the ranch looks and they get the feel for it and the smell of it. It's uh, they get all excited. And, and I think the connection with veterans and ranching is pretty fundamental. We all have a love for country, a love for the land, 
history and traditions. And so it's a natural fit, uh, I think, with ethics and values between veterans and ranching and, and agriculture. June, I know you and I have talked a little bit offline about just how grateful they are to come out and see what your family does. Do you want to add anything on that? I, I sure do. We just, I just had a bus load out uh, not too long ago. And just to echo what, what Kevin said, when I do honor flight in Mighty Oaks Warriors, I al- always make sure there's plenty of good beef for them to eat. We just recently got back from a honor flight trip to Washington, D.C., where the National Cattlemen's Association hosted us. Dave Wood provided Harris Ranch beef, and it was excellent for a rooftop barbecue for the veterans. And actually, they do a survey after they get back. I was just sitting here reading it, and almost every single one of them made a comment about the beef, and it was the best they ever had. Requested that that I had beef for all the meals because I I did feed them some chicken at at different (laughs) dinners and things, and they were like, no, we just want the beef. So, it you know, it's a great way to incorporate in about our industry um, like I said, I had a busload of them out here. I had a, a brand new preemie calf actually picked it up, carried it onto their bus, and they all got to pet it and, and see it. And I just, it's such a great way to incorporate the way I, we live. And they, they love our lifestyle. They love seeing our seventh generation grandbabies out here. There was a lot of them literally have tears in their eyes and just say, you know, this is how life should be. This is how I remember. This is how maybe they had a farm or a ranch, but that how, you know, life just is a lot stronger. And they're like, this is what the true America is. And it just um, making me get a little emotional here. They go hand in hand so well for me. I, I, I just couldn't have asked for it any better to, to be able to talk about our lifestyle and our industry and the cattle. And, and the land, like Kevin said, and, and just everything, the heritage of it all. They have their legacies, which I love hearing about with the veterans and all their stories. And then they're seeing the legacies that, that we're able to leave on this ranch with our family. And it means a lot to them. Oh, that's such a special thing. You mentioned the trip that you and Kevin both just went on, um, I think last month, just in October, where you took a yeah. group of veterans from the Central Coast and they got to visit NCBA's office. They got to see all of the sites at DC. Can we hear a little bit about what Honor Flight is? Kind of who got to go on that trip and kind of what made it an extra special one? Well, it was our third trip back this year since COVID hit. We were actually shut down for about two and a half years of taking our veterans back there. To answer your question, um, one of the things that I do, not just locally, but all over the United States, is find veterans to be able to go on, it's called their Tour of Honor. It's for World War II, Korean, and Vietnam veterans because those are the memorials that we have back there right now. Just real quick, it started in 2005 when some doctors were doing some pro bono work for a veterans hospital, I believe it was, and they talked, one of them talked to World War II a veteran and said, well, what do you think of the beautiful memorials that they've built in your honor? And he said, well, I haven't been there to see them. So he got to talking to some of his other ones, same thing, talked to two other doctors. They identified 12 World War II veterans that had not been back to their memorials. So they put together their own private planes, flew them back there, 
And of course, with our age right now with the internet, it went viral. And that's how Honor Flight Network was started. And now there's 130 hubs all over the United States that take veterans back there. Never a cost, a dime to them at, at all. We're 501c3s. We raise all the funds to be able to take the veterans back there. And as of May of 2022, 250,000 veterans have been taken back to Washington, D.C. from these 130 hubs. So amazing. So um, all they had to do is sign on that dotted line for our freedom. That's it. Um, some of them say, well, you know, I didn't deserve, I, I didn't go on the front line. I don't deserve to go. And I stop them right there and I say, gentlemen, you signed on that dotted line for my freedom. So this is a drop in the bucket of what we can do. And it was so special. I had an Air Force pilot that stood up at the airport coming back. Um, we were in Baltimore and flying back home. And he says, I want to address all the rest of you veterans. He says, I've heard some of you talk, you know, that you didn't see combat. You didn't maybe even leave the States. He says, that doesn't make any difference. He says, I couldn't have flown and done what I did without your support. It takes a team. He says, we have to eat. You have to fix our planes. You have to do everything. He says, I would have gone down and crashed and burned if it wasn't for you all. And it, it was very, a very emotional time for everybody, but it, it just made the rest of them feel just as equal. And, and I really I thanked him quite a few times for that because sometimes it's hard for them to realize that they deserve this, especially um, our Vietnam veterans that were treated so badly when they came home. Uh, the first thing I say to them is, is thank you, God bless you for your service, and welcome home. And they just tell me time after time, that they did not, they've never been welcomed home before. You're the first person who ever said that, June. And it's just really mind-boggling that that could go on, but it's set straight when we go back to Washington, D.C., and people just want to come up and shake their hands and thank them. Earlier this week, Cattlemen to Cattlemen, uh, NCBA's program, had a whole episode on this trip that we're talking about where you took Central Coast veterans including another past CCA president, John Lacey. I was so touched by the episode. I thought it was just so great to see what Honor Flight truly does. They got to go to the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, as I said. And then you mentioned Dave Wood donated all the meat, all the tri-tip for that meal. So thank you, Dave. If you haven't watched it, I'll put it in the podcast description, the link to it, so you can go watch it. Kevin, how did NCBA staff really go above and beyond to make this group feel extra special and welcomed in Washington, D.C.? It looked like just such a great evening. Oh, it is. Uh, our D.C. office staff, it's uh, not a large group. It's 18 people working out of that office there. But they take the time, and they've done it three times in this year in 2022. They're extremely busy with all the stuff they do on Capitol Hill and all the agency work. They're working literally around the clock in some cases. So during their busy time, Three times this year, they've taken time off of what they do on a day-to-day basis. They've taken the time to prepare and barbecue or steak and all the components to make a great dinner. They've put out a great dinner each and every one of the three times. And our veterans, it sets the stage and the mood for the trip because we get off the plane at, at Reagan National Airport. 
bus straight over the NCBA office on Pennsylvania Avenue, just three blocks from the White House. Go to the rooftop. They get served a dinner, a little introduction on all the what they're seeing from the top of the uh, roof of the building. And so for the next three days, it's nothing but comments on how great and appreciative <laughs> that our veterans are of our uh, National Cattlemen's Beef Association staff and the time our staff takes in order to honor the veterans. Absolutely. I just loved watching that on the episode. Um, and I know, June, you were giving out some special honorary pins. So what else was on the itinerary for being in D.C.? I know part of Honor Flight's goal was to get these veterans to the memorials that were built for them. So over the three days, what's the schedule kind of look like? So um, pretty much from, from when we leave for dinner, we go to a hotel, then, then we get up the next morning um, bright and early because about 3 a.m. California time, 6 o'clock their, their time, we're able to lay the wreath. Uh, four of our veterans, a World War II, uh, I had a, a lady that was a Korean veteran, and two other Korean veterans were actually able to lay the wreath that said from Central Coast, California, at the, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, right there where they're, they're having the changing of the guard, and the guards talk to them. They just, it, it's so wonderful, and we're able to um, get up a special place with our transport chairs and all of our veterans, which is right close. Only Honor Flight gets to be in that spot. The rest of the public is uh, across on the other side, so it's very special. The guards do acknowledge them when they're walking. They have a click. They have a drag click, and when they click, they're acknowledging another veteran that's there, and that just means so much to our veterans. And um, I'm still getting calls from the four veterans that, that laid the wreath. They thought they were going to go out at the cemetery where you see all the, the white um, headstones and lay a wreath there. They had no idea that they were going to get to do it right there where all the services and the ceremony is. is. And they just, they just let me know that that was... Uh, it, it just made the trip for them, and that's something they will never forget. And, and that's the that's the underlining part that's so special. I, I try to con- we try to convince them when we want them to go. It, it takes a bit sometimes. Again, they don't feel like they deserve it, or they feel like they're just not up to it. But we have a medical person on board. We have lots of leaders. They have a guardian. So we just try to make it the best trip that we can. But we've never had one come back and say, I I wish I hadn't gone. And they just come back and say it's a trip of a lifetime that they'll never forget. Besides Arlington, we try to hit all their, the Navy, Army, Marines, um, Iwo Jima, the Lincoln Memorial, of course, the Vietnam Wall, um, and the different places we try to have special, like the Korean Memorial, because I had 13 Korean veterans this time, one World War II, 13 Korean, and 11 Vietnam. We try to go to the individual memorials for them. And then we ended up the last day at Annapolis. That was really special. I get a lot of behind-the-scenes things that you just wouldn't see um, normally if you just went there on tours. Very special for them. Kevin, I know you've been on Honor Flight now as a medic and as a guardian. You got to go as John Lacey's guardian this last month. Uh, from going on the trips, what's been your favorite part getting to experience these veterans touching the memorials and being at the ones that were built in their honor? And I know this last one, you also had another past NCBA president with you as well. So I have to imagine that was a special experience. 
It was. And uh, just to clarify on June's comment about Annapolis, that was the Annapolis, uh, the Naval Academy in Annapolis. So it's really a special. Not everybody gets to go into the Naval Academy and spend half a day and uh, be escorted around. And and uh, that's a really special uh, place to go to. So the emotions and watching the reactions and the raw emotions from the veterans when they uh, visit the memorials in particular, words can't communicate uh, how special it is and just the raw emotions of people. We call it honor flight allergies. I mean, just <laughs> watching the veterans, uh, and, and it's unexpected in most cases that so they don't realize how the effect's going to be on them. Uh, but just watching the gratefulness of the veterans is extremely special. And being able to be a small part of that, of that experience to help contribute to the experience a lifetime in most cases for these vets, uh, it's pretty special. And being a guardian for somebody like past NCA, National Cattlemen's Association, and NCBA President John Lacey, he's a gentleman and a fellow rancher I've known for most of my adult life. And he's been a mentor for me over the past 30 plus years in the cattle industry. And uh, I consider it the highest of honors to be a guardian uh, on the trip with John. And a uh, typical John Lacey fashion, I had to, he would try the weight on me all the time. I said, John, it's, it's my job to kind of take care of you. You know, don't make me look bad. Uh, so anyway, that's just the kind of person that John is, is and it represents the other veterans too. And so uh, in addition, we had uh, another past NCBA president from Kansas, uh, Jerry Bone. He's immediate past president. And Jerry and I served as NCBA officers together for a number of years and to have Jerry along with John on the trip is just a really special, special experience. You could get a glimpse of it in the episode from Cattleman Cattleman, how special it was. John Lacey has a pretty special interview in it as well. June, is there anything else you want to share about just your experience of getting to do this with veterans and be a part of it? You know, I would just encourage anybody that's listening to encourage their loved ones that are veterans to sign up. I can help them or I can find a hub that's closest to them. And it doesn't matter if their loved ones are in California or Alaska. We have hubs everywhere. And then I would also encourage all our producers and just everyone, if you have a chance to experience being a guardian for one of these fine veterans, be it family or I'm what you call a community guardian. So I take ones that, that don't have somebody that that can take them. It's such a huge life-changing honor. I can guarantee you that they will come back and, and want to do it again and again, just like myself. But you just see the whole picture, the whole spectrum of a veteran, their lives, they'll, they'll share it with you. Unbelievable stories of history that, that Kevin and I both enjoy very, very much to hear. And then you just see them believe in America again life-changing every time I go, every single trip. It's just something I would encourage anybody listening to, again, try, try to get your loved ones signed up and go and sign up as soon as possible because we're, we're losing 600 veterans a day. That's a lot. So, you know, people ask, wow, you put a lot of energy, a lot of time into this, June, but I just think of those numbers and um, I, I want to get as many as I can back there. If you get the California Cattleman Magazine, June wrote a, rare, a very nice feature 
about Mighty Oaks and Honor Flight, her contact information for signing veterans up or just getting in touch with her about the programs as well is in the magazine, but we'll also put it in the podcast description. June, are there other ways that those listening who are not veterans or maybe they don't know anyone can support these organizations? Yes, I don't personally go out and solicit donations. Well, I shouldn't say that. I do beef ones. You can, you can donate to, to either mightyoakswarriors.org or you can donate to the different Honor Flight organizations, um, find out the one that's closest to you. Your time as a volunteer, your beef, vegetables, whatever you have, we have different times when we feed them. They love fresh produce. They all want to know, did, did the beef come from your ranch, June? And I'm like, well, no, I can't say it, it did, but it came from California. So that, that was a special thing. And while I'm thinking about that, a, a, thank, a thank you and a shout out to California Cattlemen's Association. In May, you paid for all the meat for the same dinner that we had. I don't know if you're aware of that, Katie, but you, California Cattlemen Association did. And then San Luis, the local one here, San Luis Obispo Cattle, Cattlemen's Association, they step up for almost all of our barbecues. And local ranchers, uh, the Hearst Corporation donated a bunch of meat for a reunion that we had. There's lots of ways that you can do that. And I will tell you, that the veterans, again, will have tears in their eyes that you want to do that for them. Yeah, happy you brought that up. And I know CCA is more than happy to donate the beef or donate the funds to get the beef. And just a really practical way, if you do have beef or you want to donate even in a local way, that's a special way that you can help. June was telling me that in D.C., everyone was wanting to take doggy bags back to their room with the beef for a midnight snack. Oh, a bunch of them did, too. They, they asked, and, and of course, Dave Wood made sure there was plenty, um, and so there was plenty, too. But, you know, a lot of people just don't realize that our elderly population, and even, as I'm saying with Mighty Oaks, that's some of our younger military and first responders, they might not have the funds to go out and buy beef. So if you can, you know, support them in that direction, what what greater way to honor them by, you know, feeding them fine protein? You know, that that's something you can do too. It's just honor our veterans by, you know, offering to buy them a steak or, or buying some, some meat and, and delivering it to them. I am just love the last couple of days hearing about how you two have, kind of combined your passion for ranching and giving back and honoring our veterans. So I am super appreciative of your time, all you two are doing and making yourselves available to chat today. If you're a veteran, thank you so much for your sacrifice and your service. I'm so grateful for your dedication and to yours and your family's dedication to our country. Please visit the podcast description to find out more about Honor Flight. Uh, watch NCBA's Cattlemen to Cattlemen. I guess that'll wrap up today's episode, June and Kevin. Well, thank you for having us. Sure appreciate the opportunity to spread the word. You two both have a happy Thanksgiving, and I guess we will see you in just a few weeks at CCA and CCW's annual convention. Yep, looking forward to it. Yep. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Once more, happy Veterans Day, and thank you again for listening. I hope to see many of you in Reno November 30th through December 2nd for our annual convention. You can get all the details and get registered as soon as possible at calcattleman.org slash events. Before then, though, be sure to catch our next episode in two weeks. That will be the Monday after Thanksgiving and the Monday of the week of convention. I'm going to be talking with Tony Tosa one last time during his term as CCA president.